Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth, with each other, and with the divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. I'm Rabbi Johanna Kinberg, and I am the rabbi at Congregation Kol Ami in Woodenville, Washington. Um, and I'm here at Holden for the week as part of an interfaith study series. I'm here with um, Pastor Terry Kylo and Imam Adam Jamal from MAPS, the Muslim Association of Puget Sound. And the three of us have been working together to answer three questions that have been identified as important for um, human beings to be addressing in our country right now to address our anxiety and our fear about our world. So the first question is, um, what's the meaning of life? Why are we here? Why does our why do our lives matter? The second question we addressed is um, how do we all get along here, given all of our differences? And the third is how do we live sustainably on the planet with each other, and how do we connect ecology to economy? And we taught together, studied texts and each other's traditions, invited people to ask questions and to consider those questions for themselves in their own lives. So the way that I define Judaism is it's the evolving religious civilization of the Jewish people. So it's been constantly moving and changing for thousands of years and adapting. Um, it's religious and that God is a part of the story with Abraham being the first person to take on this path. And um, it's a civilization. As I say, is it's not just a religion. And I think that's the first important piece is that you don't have to believe in God to be Jewish. There's plenty of Jewish atheists. So it's more of a connection to a people, a tribe, a land, a language, an ethnicity, um, a culture, and there's a spiritual and religious aspect to it. So the pillars, the three pillars of Judaism would be studying Torah, the five books of Moses, um, prayer three times a day, and acts of loving kindness, good deeds in the world. So those would be our three pillars. How they're expressed is in many, many different ways, including people who don't do it in a religious way at all. They might focus on good deeds and study, but not necessarily prayer or God. Since my congregation, my specific congregation, and every congregation I've worked in in my career has been majority interfaith families. And often they're, inter they're mostly interfaith families, either you know Christian and Jewish or from the Christian tradition or Abrahamic in some way. So what I see happening naturally is that a lot of Americans are just becoming Abrahamic and that maybe like 100, 200 years from now, people, there might be like another form of this religion that's just like American Abrahamism or something. That's very loose, Ten Commandments, Bible-based, maybe Jesus, maybe not, maybe, you know, but like... There is, some, there is a very ancient connection. I mean, it does all come from the same place. And as the world sort of breaks apart in different ways, you never know how it's going to fall. 
So I can see that happening because of the rates of intermarriage. The families are already forming. The children are already Abrahamic. Like that's, they, they celebrate Christmas and they celebrate Hanukkah. It's a lot of people. So yeah, I do think that because we share so much in common as the world moves and changes, it's like, how did all these people that follow Abraham end up like in America when it was started in the Middle East? It's like that's a, and sort of this trajectory. We're here for a reason altogether. Yeah, the way that we use the word reform is interesting because the denomination I'm a part of is Reform Judaism. Okay. But often people say Reformed Judaism. And then when you put that ED at the end, it means that the reforming has happened and it's done and we're finished reforming. And that's not what it is. It's, it's that it's constantly evolving. It's, okay. Evolve would be a better word than reform because, re, because it means that you're always adapting and changing. So with the, the issue of ecology... I do think that the future of all Abrahamic faiths has to be a focus on protecting our natural world. Like, I don't know if there's, I can't imagine anything that's more important to talk about. There just isn't, if it means that, like, life as we understand it is going to become less healthy and stable. Mm -hmm. And we have really clear directives in all of our traditions around this. It feels like, you know, a difference can be made if everybody works in concert with each other. Um, if it becomes a, almost like, yeah, it'd have to be a religious issue. Mm-hmm. People would have to take it with the same level of seriousness as they do, you know, reading from the Torah or taking communion or praying, you know, that it's like, this is the real deal. Um, so I can see that happening. If I can see that that's, we already have the framework for something like that existing. So so tzedakah in, in Jewish tradition means giving in a righteous way, which, and what is righteousness? Righteous means creating a more equitable world. So it's giving in a way that helps balance the scales so that not, there's all, not always people down here and people up here. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of similarities between, for example, Reform Judaism models itself on the Protestant Christianity of 19th century Germany. So a lot of what happens in Lutheran environments feels like, oh, I recognize that, because that's what they were trying to be like. Um, and having the service in German and having it facing forward and like they would call the rabbis sometimes ministers. And it was really interesting. They were trying to assimilate and just be like, stop oppressing us. You know, we'll be like you um, in our own different little way. When did it come about? Before? That was like in, in like the 1800s in okay. Germany. Wow. And then it came to the United States, but it's become more and more traditional since it's been in the United States. So it's we, now we have a lot of Hebrew in our services and more people keep more observances. But it, it, for a time period there, everybody really wanted to assimilate, become very Protestant in their approach. Um, but then Protestants started rejecting the way Protestantism is. So <laughs> then we sort of started to loosen up too. There's Orthodox, and there's lots of little sects of Orthodoxy, some more extreme, some less, but all follow halakha, which is Jewish law, and it's, this, it's sort of what Sharia law is to Islam. It's the legal framework for how to practice the religion. And so Orthodox Jews follow halakha, and liberal Jews, which I'm a part of, do not. They might consider it, like, that's interesting, maybe I want to do that, maybe I don't, but I don't feel obligated to follow it. Liberal Judaism has decided that not, like, breaking the Ten Commandments laws, but all the laws about food eating, dressing, sort of the things that would prohibit people from sort of blending into American society. That was the laws I didn't want to follow. Um, and little by little, people have started doing, becoming more traditional because they can and they're comfortable and it's, it makes life better to do lots of rituals and have lots of holidays and stuff. 
yeah, so American Judaism has um, Orthodox and Reform, and then there's different sects of liberal Judaism, Reform being the largest. There's also humanistic Judaism, which doesn't believe in God at all, and it's just humanistic. Um, there's like some New Age forms. So there's lots of different sects, but it's mostly the vast majority of American Jews are Reform or not affiliated, but not Orthodox. I guess starting with Abraham, and I guess everything that happened before Abraham too, and that we all have the same creation stories, um, uh, and we have like this Tower of Babel, Noah, um, I think Cain and Abel, like all that stuff mm -hmm. leading up to Abraham, and then Abraham doo -doo -doo, appears on the scene and starts this course of human history that um, leads to him having Isaac and Ishmael. And that's where sort of the first, where the first break sort of becomes possible. It's not like it actually, like, that's when Islam started, but that's where the tribe that eventually became part of Islam was, you know, broke off. Um, at least, not, you know, in terms of the storytelling, because I don't really see it as the, we don't have archaeological evidence for it. So it's not, I can't say it's history. I always just go to the connection being with Abraham and then beyond and then sort of beyond and the, and the whole story. And then there's sort of like more like a tree of seeing everybody break off, but that the roots are with this sort of, with this origin story. There's so much that's in common. We're talking about like, you know, 4,000 years of human history, you know, so that's, in some ways it seems like a long, long time. In some ways it's not that long of people traveling together in, in this one path with Abraham being at the, at the top of it. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.